Now, if you just tell me your supplier is, I think this can end very well for you. What are you doing, detective? What are you doing talking to my client without me present? You sneaky Pete. <laughs> which is which? What did, what did the academy hire you right out of the womb? You guys get younger every... What'd you say to Babyface, huh? Don't you say anything stupid? By anything stupid, I mean anything at all. I don't know if Vince Gilligan knew just what he had unleashed upon the world when Breaking Bad first premiered in January 2008. In a single stroke, he created a world of drama and drug cartel intrigue expansive enough to eventually spawn an entirely new franchise in Better Call Saul. While BCS hasn't reached the same magnanimous heights of its sister series, it's been held up by critics and cult fans alike as an unprecedented display of prowess and worldbuilding from the House of Gilligan, revealing another layer of depth to a universe that many at first thought to be impossible or even contrived. Where Breaking Bad made its bones with the action and intrigue of meth empires and run-ins with the cartel, Better Call Saul also reignited these themes alongside the presence of methodical, almost clerical storytelling, revolving around the drama of legal paperwork, court snafus, and the slow-churning wheels of justice, all riveting material. Which show is better? I'm not really interested in answering that too much. But what I am interested in is analyzing what makes Jimmy uniquely, well, Jimmy. As a paragon for cunning protagonists with a shaky relationship to the law, not too dissimilar from the infamous Walter White, both are complex, deeply motivated characters, both have a keen sense of getting out of sticky situations. But where Walt uses his science and growing internal aggression, Jimmy uses his gravitas, his intangibles, his chicanery. You think this is something? You think this is bad? This? This chicanery? He's done worse. Jimmy McGill is a master of the scheme, of winning one over on other people for the betterment of himself, a master of concocting hustles and ventures of the most ludicrous and idiosyncratic origins, whether it's hatching a plan to copy Howard's car keys or forging court documents to make his brother lose a client, there isn't many lengths Jimmy won't go in order to make ends meet. He's rugged and tough in this regard, and one skill he's essentially perfected is utilizing his profound powers of underestimation. Walt reveled in the power he began to gain over the course of the series, and it was this pride in his power that was ultimately his downfall. He needed people to know it was him, that the guy who could elude police and DEA agents, and become solely responsible for the profits of a company so profitable it could be listed on the NASDAQ, was him. For all of Jimmy's faults, he was able to avoid having this negative quality about him. In fact, so many of his schemes bank on others around him not noticing him at all. He maintains a certain level of distance from his work, whether it be by employing the services of one Huel Babineau or by hiding in plain sight altogether while his nefarious schemes go underway. He often puts himself in positions to craft scenarios and plans that are so unlikely, so profound, that to rank outsiders not familiar with his brand of subterfuge, these moments feel divine or purely coincidental. I mean, he'll dumpster dive into trash for God's sake spending hours reorganizing shredded paper into whole documents again. At a certain point, you can't even call these schemes clever. They require grueling, tasking grunt work, something Jimmy no doubt became all too familiar with working in the mailroom of his brother's firm. 
The advantages Jimmy makes for himself aren't always slick or stylish, but above all else, he's willing to do the dirty work, even if it's just to gain victory on the margins. It makes sense. All Jimmy has known has been doing the dirty work. From the mailroom to passing the bar in his own private practice, he's always had to exist under the large, looming shadow of his brother Chuck, a brother that would always be more successful, more revered, more respected. This made him the perfect juxtaposition for Jimmy's attitude and approach to life. In fact, it was his overbearing persona that in part fueled and created Jimmy's own. Even when Jimmy had followed the rules, done things the right way, like passing the bar, his brother Chuck stood up as a barrier, someone who infused into his own conception of Jimmy everything he knew about him from growing up. To him, slipping Jimmy wasn't a phase, but who he would always be. Chuck never took him seriously or gave him the opportunities that he deserved, and it's through this relationship that Jimmy realized he'd never be respected by taking the right route. This idea cuts at the center of so much of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad as stories, men at their wit's end, unlocking a power within them to do great evil. Jimmy learned that doing the right thing is up to interpretation. Whenever he's told the truth, he's paid the price for it, but when he lies, he wins. And in the end, the winner takes oh, it all. hi. Hi. You didn't get it. You were never gonna get it. They, they dangle these things in front of you. They tell you you got a chance, but I'm sorry, it's a lie. Because they had already made up their mind and they knew what they were gonna do before you walked in the door. You made a mistake and... They are never forgetting it. As far as they're concerned, your mistake is just, it's who you are. And it's all you are. And I'm not just talking about the scholarship here. I'm talking about everything. I mean, they'll smile at you, they'll pat you on the head, but they are never, ever letting you in. But listen, listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, because you don't need them. They're not going to give it to you? So what? You're going to take it. You're going to do whatever it takes. Do you hear me? You are not going to play by the rules. You're going to go your own way. You're going to do what they won't do. You're going to be smart. You are going to cut corners. And you are going to win. They're on the 35th floor. You're going to be on the 50th floor. You're going to be looking down on them. And the higher you rise, the more they're going to hate you. Good. Good. You rub their noses in it. You make them suffer. Because you don't matter all that much to them. So what? So what? Screw them. Remember, the winner takes it all. I've got to go get my bus. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to tell you, right? Yes. I think I do. All right. All right, go get them. The Breaking Bad universe has always had an obsession with dual personalities, the persona you portray that changes based on the situation, based on your willingness to embrace the dark side. Walt and Heisenberg, Jimmy and Saul, they both tapped into a version of their internal self, both unlocked a part that was already there but laid dormant due to failing careers and lives spent in mediocrity. Jimmy's solemnness was born of several building choices and experiences that stemmed out of his childhood and relationships to Chuck. He slipped and slipped and slipped again, and that slipping eventually broke something in him. 
The tragedy of Saul is that we know how the story ends. We know that a bubbling character, rich in emotion and love and sadness and complexity, turned into someone so stripped of his own humanity and empathy that he had no choice but to become a caricature, a shallow version of himself motivated entirely by the pursuit of money, whilst harboring pain on the inside, no matter how much comedy he relies on to try and suppress it. Who knows what will happen to Gene in Nebraska, but if Vince Gilligan's other works are any indication, happily ever after can be extremely hard to come by. But it's not impossible. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Aoakin Bade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Sweetheart, I'm going to need one more form. Uh, DBA, because I'm not going to be practicing under the name McGill, so. Shouldn't be a problem. Just down the hall, we have all the forms. Great, great. Wait, wait, Jimmy, Jimmy, what? It's all good, man.